Before we dive in, I want to tell you about my brand new guide, Be Your Own Boss, How to Scale to 5K Months. So if you're an online service-based entrepreneur and you are looking to get to those 5K months and beyond, this guide is for you. We're talking all about how to niche down, craft your signature offer, get clients, and everything you need to know to get to those 5K months and beyond. So I am really excited for you to check it out. You can just head to bit.ly slash startmybiz2020, or you can just click it. It's right here in the show notes. Okay, on to the show. Hey there, I'm Angela Master Giacomo, and I help online service-based entrepreneurs hit consistent 5K months with high-ticket offers. Now, as you'll see on this show, I am in no fluff kind of girl. I like giving you the step-by-step strategies, behind the scenes, all the nitty-gritty, and so because of that, we are just gonna dive straight into the show because you are busy, and I do not wanna waste a second of your time, so let's get straight into the show. Welcome back to another episode of the story behind the journey. I am pretty excited for today's episode. We are talking about something that I honestly get asked about all the time, which is how do I find clients? I mean, we all want clients, right? Like that is why we do what we do because we want to help people. We want to serve people and you kind of need to have clients in order to do that. So yes, this is by far one of the questions I get asked the most. And so today I thought it would be fun to talk about, you know, how to do that. And so that's why I have this fun title from Crickets to Clients, because if you are anything like most entrepreneurs in the early days, that is what it feels like. You feel like you are putting all of your blood, sweat and tears into this, and yet still somehow nothing is coming back at you. And that's frustrating, right? Because you know you have a lot to give. You are ready and excited to go. And like you have a passion for this. You know you can help people. You know you can change lives. And all you need is to get in front of the right people and for them to take a chance on you and they'll see how amazing you are, right? I totally get it. And we are going to talk about it all today. And as always, I'm going to give you step-by-step actionable advice for how to get there because I know that is what you were looking for. You're like, Angela, give me the steps. Like if you give me the steps, I will do it. And Who am I to deny you that? So let's dive into it. Okay, so tell me which of these scenarios you're facing. Are you brand new to your business and you have never had a client and you're looking for your first client? Or maybe you have had clients, but you're just not really staying consistent, like they're not long-term, or maybe they're just not high ticket. It's sort of like a one-off thing here, one-off thing there. Either way, you're not really getting consistent clients coming in, or is it kind of somewhere in between there? No matter which of those you're facing, if you are not bringing clients, then you're probably not making money from your business. And if you're not making money from your business, then it's not really a business yet, right? It's just a hobby. And that is not what we want. I know that is not what you want. And so that is why we are going to start right away with talking about how you can get clients. So there are five things we're going to go over. Like I said, these are going to be actionable steps that you can take, like actual things that you can do. But the first one that I want to get out of the way before we get into all of those specific ways is I want you to know, number one, this is a numbers game. I will tell you that when I very first started my business, I used to email hundreds of people a week. I mean, that's a lot of people. Like that might not even sound like a lot, but imagine how long that took. Hours and hours and hours a week 
just trying to find people, first of all, trying to find people to email, right? And then having to actually write the emails because I was not copy and pasting, I was personalizing everything. Even then I knew how important it was to personalize. And so, yeah, this took a lot of time, but I knew it was a numbers game. And listen, was this the best method? I don't know. I mean, some days I think that was just insane that I did that, but then other days I think, you know what, it worked though. Like I did get my first clients that way. And yes, I spent a lot of time sending out a lot of emails, but there's no way I could have known who was going to sign with me and who wasn't. And so what could I do other than to keep sending out emails and keep trying and keep putting myself out there and keep putting myself in front of people that I knew I could help and trust that eventually some of them would come back to me and take me up on it. And so that's what I want you to really keep in mind here. I'm not saying go out and send hundreds of emails a week, although I'm also not telling you not to because it did work for me. But I just want you to know that in the early days, especially while you're building a reputation, you do need to get in front of as many people as possible. And so for me, that looked like finding people that I thought I could help. I was, you know, in PR. So specifically, I was in the music industry PR. And so I would find bands and I would find their email on their Facebook page or something. And I would email them. For you, you know, we're going to talk about this a little bit more as we go through the episode, but this might be through DMs. It it doesn't have to be through email. I realize that what I was doing seven years ago as email is very different than today where we can just get in people's DMs. But whatever it is, I just want you to remember that it is a numbers game and I don't want you to feel discouraged. And I also, I don't want you to think that this is forever, right? I'm not saying you're going to have to email or DM people at this like insane level for the rest of your life. But in the early days, it is kind of what you have to do in order to just get in front of those first clients so that you can build testimonials, you can build word of mouth. And then from there, you can kind of ease off a little bit. You can decide how much outreach you want to do. You know, I will tell you that in my business, I don't really do outreach anymore. Everything I do is from word of mouth. Sometimes I do outreach. I don't think it's ever a bad thing to do outreach. But I just don't want you to feel like, oh my God, Angela, are you telling me that I'm going to have to spend my life sending hundreds of DMs a week? No, that is not what I'm telling you. I'm just saying in the early days, it's a numbers game and volume does work. I will say though, I do suggest that you are trying to contact at least 10 people a day on average. I don't know how you want to do this. I think it is best to do it daily, you know, like five days a week, set it aside. Okay, I'm going to hit at least 10 people a day. But That being said, if you want to do, you know, 21 day, skip a day, totally up to you. Just aim for 50 people at least on average. And I know that sounds like a lot. It's going to take you a couple hours, but I promise you it is worth it in so many ways. And you'll see this. You will. I promise. Okay. So now that that is out of the way, let's get to some of the nitty gritty of the different things that you can do. So the second thing I have on here to help you go from crickets to clients is to get into Facebook groups. This is how I have built a lot of my clients, but it's also how I've really built my reputation. I have a whole episode on this, which is episode 21. But to recap, you know, Facebook groups are really great for building your reputation, getting in front of your ideal client, learning their language. That's a really big one. You want to speak to your ideal client in the way that they speak. We'll sometimes use these words or this language that we're used to talking to other people in the industry with. But people outside the industry, they don't necessarily talk like that. They're not going to relate to that. They may not even know what we're talking about. You know, for instance, if you, you and I know the word ICA, right? We know that means ideal client or ideal client avatar. But if you, if you go down the street to somebody who's not an entrepreneur and you say, Hey, who's your ICA? They're not going to have a clue what you're talking about. They're going to be like, ICA, what, what are you talking about? And so that's what I mean. We get so used to talking to other people 
that we're doing business with in our own field that we forget that our clients don't necessarily use that same language, right? So just kind of keep that in mind. And Facebook groups are really good for learning their language. Keep all, if you want, maybe keep a whole Google Doc where you keep track of what people's pain points are. And you literally can just like copy and paste what they've written. If somebody says, you know, I'm struggling with overwhelm, I feel burnt out, like I really, I really want to do XYZ, but I just can't because blah, blah, blah. Like copy and paste that. And then when you are doing your marketing or doing your outreach or whatever, you'll start to see that the same language is being used over and over and you can start to use it with your ideal client and it'll just help you connect to them better and it'll help them better understand that you are the right fit for them. And Facebook groups, lastly, they're so good for making connections. They're great for making connections with clients, but they're also really amazing for making connections with other people in your industry. Because, I mean, yes, it's all about getting clients. This episode is all about getting clients and in the early days, you wanna really focus on getting clients, but as we're going to talk about, part of that is collaborations and building relationships with other people in your industry. So yes, I want you to use Facebook groups primarily for getting clients, but I don't want you to forget about the connections and the opportunities that you can create just by making connections with other people that are doing similar, but not exactly the same things as you. For instance, you could end up partnering up with them for a webinar down the line or a virtual retreat Or maybe down the line, they're going to hear of a conference or some kind of opportunity, and they're going to know that you're the perfect fit for it, and they're going to refer you, and that's going to lead to more opportunities, and that's going to lead to more clients. So don't underestimate the connections that you can make in Facebook groups, even outside of clients. Now, as far as how you actually do it once you're in the Facebook groups, I want you to, number one, just add a ton of value, right? I really suggest you're spending at least an hour every day in Facebook groups just adding value. And I suggest picking, you know, maybe two to three that really have your ideal client that you feel really good about and spending your time in there. And even more so, I would not spend a concentrated hour on this. I would actually break it up throughout the day. So maybe 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes at night. Or if you want to be really fancy about it, maybe 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes on your lunch break, and then 20 minutes at the end of the day. But I think it's important to get in there multiple times a day because that adds to the consistency and the frequency that we were talking about where people will get used to seeing you all the time, they'll get used to hearing your advice, and they will start to see you as an authority and an expert in your field. Another thing you can do is you can friend request or follow people that you think are gonna be a fit for who you can help. So if you're on Facebook, friend request, if you're on Instagram, follow, LinkedIn, um, send whatever that is, is that a connection request? You can tell that LinkedIn is not my jam, (laughs) but it can work really well for this depending on your audience. But just get in touch with people that you genuinely feel like you can help. I do not want you to be spammy here, but I want you to, if if and only if they accept your friend request, I want you to then send a message and start to create a personal connection. Don't just be like, hey, I think I can help you. Or, hey, I saw you have a business. I want to like, you know, do X, Y, Z for you. Don't do that. Nobody wants that. I want you to create a real connection. You know, presumably if you were connecting already about something in the Facebook group, then continue that conversation. Or maybe you scan their page, you see they're a dog lover, and you say, oh my god, your dog is so cute, what's their name? You go back and forth a couple times, and then you get to know a little bit about them as a person, and then you see how you might be able to help them. But it is all about making that personal connection first, otherwise it just feels spammy, it feels gross. Like, people get a lot of really gross DMs, and I do not want you to be one of them, so that is why I cannot emphasize enough, I want you to really really, really make sure that you are building a genuine connection. And don't fake this either. Don't just sort of go through the motions and hope they won't notice. 
they will notice if you're being fake. Like, I want you to remember there's another real live living person on the other end of that and talk to them like they're an actual person because, you know, they are. And just get to know them. See if they would be a fit. If you feel like it's a fit, then, you know, move forward in whatever way that makes sense for you. You know, whatever your process is. If that means you book a call and you get on a call with them and you see if they're a fit for your high ticket offer, then do that. Or if it means whatever your next step is in your process, that is what you would then do after you've gotten to know them, after you're pretty sure that they are a fit. Just remember above all, this is about real connection. I know that it can get kind of, You know, we kind of forget sometimes we get stuck in doing this and we kind of get overwhelmed by it and we feel like, oh, I have to like, I have to send another one of these or I have to do another thing. And we kind of forget that the other person, like that they are a real person. And so I just want you to keep that in mind and always, always just come forth with the goal of just making a real connection, whether or not they become a client. That's really important. The third thing you can do is you can host a pop-up freebie group. So something like a five-day challenge that's going to touch on your IC's pain points where you can show up consistently, you can give value, you can give them a community, and you can just really give them something to work towards. Now, don't make this something super overwhelming. When I did my first five-day challenge, I had I was really ambitious about it. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to give them all this value. They're By the end of it, they're going to know how to do like all these insane things. And the reality is it was way too much for, I mean, even for two weeks, never mind a five-day challenge. I thought I was giving them a ton of value. I thought that by sort of over-delivering and giving them all of this stuff that they could do, that that meant that they would see the value in me, that they'd be like, oh my God, if Angela's giving us all of this, then imagine what you know her paid programs is like. But it actually had the opposite effect where they were so overwhelmed by everything I was giving them that they just didn't show up. They just like, did not do the work. And that is obviously not the goal. We want these people that are coming in here, we want them to feel the community. They want, we want them to see who you are and how you teach and how you show up. And we want them most of all to leave, whether they end up signing with you as a client or not, we want them to leave feeling inspired and excited and really good about the experience. And the way to do that is not to overload them with a million different things to do, but rather it's to keep them inspired and give them small attainable goals that they can work towards and just to set them up for success in every way possible. So show up, make sure, like I said, you're giving them value, you're giving them inspiration, small attainable goals. And then at the end, you can do something like tell them, you know, how they can keep working with you if they liked this. And that's how you would then move them into being a client. Side note, this is also a really great way to build your email list because as you're signing people up with, for the challenge, you can use a sign up form and they can get notifications through email and everything. And so this is a really, really good way to build your email list as well. Number four, collaboration. So I touched on this just a couple minutes ago, but collaborations are going to be a really, really powerful way to build your client list especially in the long term, because as you build these relationships, as you work with other people that are in similar industries or like similar niches, you can do things like, you know, Instagram lives or, you know, do a lead magnet that you all share together or, you know, going on a workshop together. And it's just a really great way to get in front of similar audiences that you might not otherwise have access to. And like I said, this is also really good in the long term. You never know where that relationship can take you. I mean, I have made so many relationships in the industry that they've afforded me so many opportunities. I mean, I can think even off the top of my head that, you know, there was this really big conference, South by Southwest, for anyone that's familiar, that I got the chance to speak at. And that was 100% because of the relationships I had built. 
or where I would get to work with these really amazing clients that were doing amazing things. And it was because someone knew about me, they knew what I did, and they introduced me to their their friend or like their colleague or something like that. And we hit it off and we ended up working together. So I cannot express enough how powerful collaborations are. And I know I just touched on this, but one of the things I mentioned, because collaborations, right? You might be thinking, okay, great, but what do I do? Well, you could do Instagram lives together. You could do a sort of training. You could do a workshop, again, that people sign up for. You also build your email list at the same time. Or you could do a joint freebie. I did this once with myself and a couple other people and we had complementary niches. We had a lot of overlapping audience, but there was also a lot of people that they had on in their audience that I didn't know and vice versa. And what we did is we all contributed to this really sort of a mega freebie and we all promoted it on our different social media as well as to our existing email lists. And it was a really great way to, like I said, build the email list, but also get in front of new people that would eventually become our clients. And I think we all got at least one, if not multiple clients from this email push that we did. And it was even, I think we only ran it for a week or something. We didn't even run it that long. And I will just mention that if you want to take it a step further, which I highly recommend you do, you can get really scrappy about it. And you know, when someone signs up, send them a personal email or an audio DM on Instagram and thank them. Say, Hey, I saw you just signed up for my freebie. Thank you so much. You know, I'm really looking forward to serving you or, you know, what, what caused you to sign up? What made you think to sign up or, you know, what made you take that step? And then you can start to build a relationship. You can start to learn more about their pain points. You can learn how you can serve them. And that again, opens you up to having that conversation where you see if they're a potential fit for being a client and it's really organic. It doesn't feel icky. It just feels like two people talking and you already know at that point that they're interested in what you do because they've signed up for your freebie or they've joined your training or whatever it is. So just something to think about. And the last thing, number five, is to get scrappy. You know this is like my favorite thing ever, is to get scrappy with the way you show up. So I I know for some of you, you're gonna sort of roll your eyes at this one and think that is a lot of work, Angela. I am not into that. But again, I'm gonna remind you of number one, which was all about knowing this is a numbers game. So if you are feeling like, oh my God, I just wanna get a client, I don't know where to get them, you feel like you're trying everything, I want you to literally go through all of your Facebook followers or your Instagram followers, your LinkedIn, your email list subscribers, whatever it is, and I want you to start to contact them. Now, you don't necessarily have to go through and talk to, you know, your friends from high school 20 years ago or this person that you've never met that you don't even think would be a fit. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, you totally can if you want to. But what I mean is going through and just sort of jogging your memory because a lot of times I think we really forget who's even following us, especially with the algorithm, right? We don't always remember. We don't always see those people. I mean, I think I'm following 600 people on Instagram. I probably see the same 10 people. And so if you go through, you'll kind of jog your memory and you'll think, oh yeah, I bet I could help them. Or you'll maybe check out their page and you'll notice that they're doing something. You'll think, I could really help them. I mean, that really aligns with what my business is. And so you'll start to get an idea. And then again, you can start to reach out. And because they're already following you or they're already on your email list or whatever it is, they're a warm lead. And so you have a much better chance of landing them as a client than somebody who has never met you, who has no idea what you do and doesn't know you from a stranger on the street, right? So yeah, this can be kind of time intensive, but this is a really, really great way to get some clients if you're willing to put in the time and if you're willing to get a little bit scrappy, there's nothing like it. I, I, You know what, maybe I should have even put this as number one because this is probably the best tip in here. So as a quick recap, 
The five ways that you can go from crickets to client is number one, no, this is a numbers game. You're gonna do a lot of outreach in the beginning. That is okay. You will not have to do this for the rest of your life. Eventually, word of mouth will catch up to you and people will just send you clients, especially if you do number four, which is collaborations. But in the early days, it is a numbers game and that is okay. Number two, Facebook groups. I want you to get in those Facebook groups, interact, show up, add value, make yourself known, show that you are an authority in your area of expertise. Number three, consider hosting a pop-up group, you know, some sort of five-day, seven-day challenge where you invite people to work with you for free for those five days. And then, because they're naturally gonna love working with you, you can then extend the invitation to work with you longer. Number four is collaborations. And number five is all about getting scrappy. Like I said, reach out to those Facebook contacts, those Instagram followers, your email list. Just get scrappy and start to see who you already are connected with that you can really help and serve. I hope you loved this episode. I hope you are excited to try some of these tips. Let me know. Let me know what you decide to try. I mean, I have my favorites. I would love to know yours. And if you've tried them, tell me all about it. If you're listening to this right now, I would actually, I want to try something new with this episode. I haven't asked this of you before, but I thought it might be fun, which is if you are listening to this right now, screenshot it, share it on Instagram and tag me at Angela underscore Mastro because it's going to totally make my day and I would love to share it. I would love to connect with you. So thank you for listening to another episode of the story behind the journey and I will see you next week. Bye for now.